Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SPAG Dialogue podcast. Hello everyone. I'm Neha Chandra, healthcare communication specialist with SPAG, and today I'm in conversation with millennial father Mihir Joshi, who is a talk show host, anchor, singer, and on Instagram you can find him with the handle Mihir Joshi Music. So on account of Newborn Awareness Week, we wanted to talk to someone who's been quite vocal about the equal parenting space, you know, since the very first day. And uh, Mihir, we have been a witness. We have been a witness to your story through Instagram about. taking care of your little boy you yeah. have also written blogs in the indian express about your experience as a father right. and uh, this is something that we've been reading and you know hearing uh, a lot about but we also know that when it comes to parenting i'd say more conversation comes from the mother's end and yeah. we do not hear a lot from the new father's side with the birth of a child with the birth of a baby there's also a father that comes to life That's and right. uh, do tell us about how you prepped yourself for when you were expecting you know uh, this is a very interesting question and more importantly something that led me to writing uh, those columns that i did for indian express i wrote for them for almost a year and a half and the idea was whenever i saw uh, conversations in the news or on social media about parenting about being an active parent it was always mothers or even celebrities who speak about their children most often it's the mothers there are very few fathers who you see creating content or you know talking about or writing about you know being a father because it's kind of the old school rules apply where fathers are supposed to be like you know working and getting you know the house in order and uh, the mother is supposed to be like taking care of the child uh, and i kind of I, i don't agree with those rules because i think those are very old school thoughts and i think we we've all gone way beyond that and and i don't say that i am an exception i'm actually now one of many fathers that i personally know who are extremely involved with their uh, you know with their kids with their with the upbringing of their child and they want to support their spouse as much as they can now there are certain things that cannot be done by the fathers but you know literally everything else can and should be done by the father as well from the changing of the diaper to the bathing of the child to playing with the child to reading and i mean as, as kids grow up of course as, as newborns some of these things are not relevant but now that my, i have a son who's 3 years old you know i i pretty much do everything that i would expect my wife to do i mean the only thing that physically cannot be done by the fathers is the breastfeeding part but even there i think there's a major role that fathers can play in terms of supporting and enabling their wives to you know ensure that their breastfeeding journey as is as comfortable you know as smooth as possible basically so you know when you when you ask me uh, you know what do i feel how, how was i prepping to get a, you know uh, ready for being a father just like the mother you can't really prepare for that you know it's it's the funniest thing you know now we realize that you know when in those 9 months when my wife neha was pregnant and you know we were uh, expecting a child things were like pretty chilled out and she had a very comfortable pregnancy that way you know there were no she didn't have any morning sickness and you know till literally a month before uh, my son neil was born we were traveling we were doing all sorts of things so you know it felt like this is quite comfortable it's going to be easy and the day your baby is born you just realize oh man we just 
jumped into the deep end of the swimming pool and we don't really know too much about swimming i mean okay you know the basics of what to do and neha had done a ton of research i mean she'd done a lot of reading but it still doesn't prepare you for the reality of being a parent and on the day that you have a newborn when he is one day old or she is one day old you are one day old as a father and you are one, you know your wife is one day old as a mother so everybody has to learn of course the child can't really learn at that point of time so the parents have to learn how to handle the kids and it's got to be a steep learning curve if you don't pick up quick you know you're going to have a problem so you know if you ask me how did we prepare we try to read as much as we can we try to get things ready like okay you know have some clothes ready have uh, you know like basic and for us we always knew that you know irrespective of whether we have a boy or a girl we're going to have gender neutral clothes ready we're going to have like a crib ready and all those basic things we did but what you do when a baby is actually born man that's just a you got to experience it and i think every parent kind of picks up very quickly uh, some do it faster than the others but they do pick it up and they figure out what to do but nobody can tell you like if anybody tells you are man it's going to be super easy it's not so for all the fathers especially listening to this podcast uh, for even for the young mothers who are going to have a baby please recognize that everything you thought you know about having a baby is theoretical <laughs> knowledge when you get to the yeah. practical part it's a whole new ball game exactly and there's no there's no one size fit all approach right i mean no, it's no. it's once even before you might you read all those books and of course we speak with a lot of people a lot of advice comes in but uh, when it actually happens is that's when you know that it's just uh, something that you need to venture out and it's something that you are uh, working together with your wife on but exactly. you know we also have a lot of when i say a lot of advice comes in there is your mother in law the mothers who sort of have a lot of advice and traditional uh, things that they would like you to follow so Correct. how much of that really did you take in and you know being a new age father how did you listen to all that and also take to doing things differently so here's what i want to say to everybody listening right now all your parents they love you and they want nothing but the best for you trust me when i say this their knowledge of being a new parent is a minimum of 20 to 25 years old let's assume you had your first you are having your first baby when you're 20 years old or 25 years old that essentially means your parents knowledge is at least that many years outdated because they were new parents when you were a baby so they don't know the number of new things that have happened so you have to be able to put your foot down and say that there are certain things that you want to do your way because you know you've done the research you've spent the time understanding it and things are just better so you know we had a very interesting experience our parents and i've always been the kind of person who wants to do things my way and my wife is uh, equally you know independent in her way of thinking and the way she's done stuff and like i said she did a fair amount of research i was actually led by her i mean rather than listening to my parents i knew that okay here's a person who spends a lot of time reading understanding you know figuring things out and it's not just about being a parent but about things in general like if a new device comes in the house she's the one who's trying to figure out how to how it works and all the things that go into it i mean though i am technically an engineer she spends more time understanding the mechanics of things than i do so i knew that she is going to be doing a lot of research and when i heard the research it wasn't just blind faith that ha huh, okay if my wife is saying barabar yoga it will be correct i did my sort of corroboration of that research it made sense to me and i said okay this makes sense it may not be the old school way of doing things but it makes sense and i think we should give it a shot and there were some so many different things that we did with our son 
done, which our parents had not seen us, had not seen anybody do before. And they were like very surprised by it. But they had the patience and they had the faith to know that, okay, our kids know what they are doing or at least seem to know what they are doing. Let's give them the space as long as our grandson is fine, uh, you know. And whenever we see him, he's happy and smiling. I think they're, they're doing a good job and they did not interfere. If you have parents like that, if you have in-laws like that, fantastic. If you don't, you still need to be able to draw a line and say that, yes, I, we know you love our kid. There are certain things that we are going to do our own way. I'm also not very superstitious. So I don't believe things. This is something that's been happening for generations. So why don't you do it? That doesn't make any sense to me. Just because generationally people have done something doesn't mean that it is necessarily right. I need to be convinced about the logic of something. So uh, my advice is figure out what you want to do. See if there is sense in what you are doing. See if there are enough examples that something that you're doing has led to success in the modern era, in the modern world. And if it does, even if your parents or your in-laws don't agree or don't immediately believe what you're doing, go ahead and do it because it will lead to great results later on. And I'll give you just one example to prove this point. At the age of say six months, my wife decided that our son would have what is called baby-led weaning and he would start eating pretty much everything that we eat. We started giving him solid foods, but done in a very, very simple way, not spicy, no sugar, no salt. And he would get, so suppose there was, you know, if we were making bindi at home, he would be getting pieces of bindi, like long pieces, which he could hold in his hand. Of course, he didn't have a pincer grip, but he had a proper, uh, you know, a fist grip. So, you know, we'd keep it long so that he could put it in his, hold it in his hand. And then he'd keep gnawing on that. He got accustomed to the flavors of vegetables. He got accustomed to the flavors of food. We never made mashed food and gave him, we didn't give him uh, pureed food and things like that. And now at the age of three, forget at the age of three, I think by the age of one, one and a half, he could come with us anywhere outside and we knew we didn't have to worry about what will the child eat. And when this began, my parents were like, what is going on? Are you should be giving him this, you should be giving him that. Typically old school, you know, sort of things that parents expect to, you know, give their newborns. And we said, no, just believe in this, let it happen. And now our parents are the biggest evangelists. They are the ones who are telling all other friends of theirs, all other, uh, you know, grandparents saying that, hey, look at our grandson. He is so uh, smart and he can eat on his own and he eats everything. We don't have to worry about him. So, you know, I'm saying that mindsets of parents, as in parents, parents, uh, your parents, your moms, your moms, and all, that can also be changed. But you have to believe in what you're doing and you need to know that, okay, what you're doing is not just some random thing that came to you in your in your dreams, but it's something that scientifically proved that are there are enough examples that this does work. And we've seen so many things that we've implemented work. So yeah, I mean, getting back to the essence of your question, we didn't really listen way too much to our moms and moms in law, unless it was something that kind of went parallelly with what we were anyway wanting to do. Yeah, because I think in the Indian culture, what happens is that we have all, especially when it comes to taking care of a baby, we have all these opinions pouring in. And while of course, everyone means well, uh, but the end of the day, it's the parents who need to take that call, what advice to take and what to filter. And we also have so many new parenting styles that have come up that we read about and social media especially gives us so much of information that of course we need to understand and filter there as well what information to take and what's absolutely correct so uh, at the center of it though we what we have are we have the newborns we have the babies and we know there are really you know they're fragile beings so as um, as a father of a three year old if you can give us you know five basics that every parent should follow I know there's no again not a one size fit approach but just five basics that you can have for our listeners so you know five basics uh, 
every parent should follow let me tell you from a father's perspective rather than telling you uh, very scientific things that that you can do uh, firstly for for me is uh, i don't think as a father you need to be scared of the fact that there is a new being in your life they are tiny they are fragile and you you don't know oh, you know some parents some fathers especially they are like even worried about holding their baby i think uh, the first thing i'm going to tell you is please don't be worried i think uh, this is something that uh, you do not need to worry about at all it is it is a very natural thing having a, a baby and they kind of adapt to you immediately i mean for me i loved holding my baby i mean i think that's one of the most important things i can't begin to tell you how uh, special it felt and how important it is that you hold your baby some things that i that we learned and that we that i saw uh, being done with neil which made a lot of sense which you know we intentionally followed uh, for instance if you are burping them you know hold them in that there's like a frog position where you know the knees are uh, held up uh, that's that's a position that you'd want to hold so that they don't get colic and you know it's it's not a bad situation for your baby secondly don't you know like swaddling is important but also give them enough space if it's a hot if you're living in a hot city like for instance if you're living in a place like mumbai which is pretty much hot all the time recognize that hey if you are not going to be like completely you know wearing sweaters and wearing a ton of stuff that's pretty much how the baby feels as well they probably feel hot as well so i mean of course swaddling is important but do not go overboard don't put those monkey caps and you know like stuff that you would not expect to see on a on a bigger person in a, in a hot city do not put way too much of that on your child the swaddling idea is great because you know you you, you make them feel comfortable and they feel like how they uh, they are in the uh, you know in the womb they feel you know nice and relaxed and everything and they can go off to sleep but don't overdo it is what i'm saying I think that was three things two more things that I can think of is yes if you're massaging your child uh, you know uh, this is something that happens in uh, indian families everywhere you know you either do it yourself or there are you know there are bais that come to massage your babies please tell them not to over extend the limbs of the child not to press too hard don't open up the legs don't open up the the hands do gentle massaging of the babies uh, because they are delicate fragile beings like you said and you don't want to uh, you know damage or hurt them. Uh, in any way and the final thing that i would like to say is that uh, the uh, you know keep for a newborn especially in the first few days uh, keep the uh, umbilical cord area clean the stump which is there dry and clean so that you know it can fall off naturally and go away as soon as possible don't do stuff with it like even if it looks kind of weird don't play around with it because th- that that was my instant you know instinct and most importantly in those first few days pay attention to the child like you know you are the people who can who are most responsible for that child the child can't really do anything so pay attention to its needs and everything that's happening because they are kind of confused man they're like out in the world and they don't really know what's happening and you got to be the ones who are kind of guiding them through those first few days so like, i think that kind of covers five basics that every parent should know so mehir we uh, the tips that you've mentioned is something that i'm sure you know we've heard here and there and we read about it but there's always that constant reminder and uh, considering that at the end of it we're taking care of our own baby that's where uh, that constant reminder and reading up about it just you know helps in listening from a father uh, yeah. but i think it's definitely something that's very helpful and there's also something that we read a lot about something called skin to skin contact which is also known as kangaroo care right. so ha- and uh, right now you know you also mentioned <clears throat> that fathers or for that matter parents were also very concerned about um, holding our babies even though there are kids but the whole uh, concept of them being truly really fragile so right. how effective is this uh, 
mangrove care technique of connecting with your baby i i'm sure there are reasons that you know scientifically it is a great thing to do but i'll tell you on a very personal note it was the most gratifying and happy making thing in my life we discovered baby wearing at a very very early stage with neil i think he was maybe 5 or 6 weeks old when we got our first carrier and we've not looked back ever since in fact both neha and i we've had our share of carrying him in fact neha has put him to sleep so many times in the carrier when he was fairly uh, you know i think until the age of almost 1 uh, he would uh, be in the carrier 1 1 and a half he was in the carrier going off to sleep because it just they they just feel so much more comfortable they just you know they kind of go with the for me in terms of say from from a musical perspective as a as a musician i think they kind of align frequencies with you and if you are calm and if you are peaceful they kind of realize that and it helps them calm down it helps them sleep and for me like i said you know apart from the scientific good that baby wearing or that skin to skin has for me it was just such a such a positive feeling such a great experience that this is my child this is something that you know this is a human being that my wife and i created and it just felt great every time i would hold him it would make me happy and it also gave realistically speaking if you learn how to do baby wearing at a very young you know age when as in when your child is really young that's also a great help to the mothers because you know mothers especially in the first 6 months are severely taxed you know just from the breastfeeding demands of a child you know who has to have milk almost every 1 hour 2 hours whatever you know so if you are able to baby wear as a father if you are able to do that you give a, a little time for your for your wife to relax because you know very often when you are holding the baby the baby will go off to sleep and it feels great when you have a tiny little baby you know 1 month 2 month 3 month old baby who's lying i mean who's on your chest and you know maybe you're walking around after you've finished walking and you know the baby has gone off to sleep you can even sit down they're not going to wake up just because you sit down you don't have to continue walking for 1 hour you could probably walk for 5 minutes or 10 minutes and put your baby to sleep in the carrier you can sit down and the best part is both your hands are free you can read a book keep your phone on silent check out your phone do things around the house do chores get food ready for your wife because that's the most important thing that you can do as a husband keep feeding and giving water to your wife as much as possible you can go out for a walk you don't need to be restricted to your house your baby doesn't need to be restricted to the house you know it's okay chalo uh, even if you say in indian uh, believes that the first 40 days you don't go out of the house that's it on 40 on the 41st or 42nd day you can be baby wearing you if you figured out how to do that and you could go out for a walk within your colony within your or you could go out for a walk on your terrace just feel the air outside with your child and give and even for mothers who feel that are i have to be at home all the time they get a chance to go out they get a chance to see the world just breathe in you know fresh air from outside and it's a great feeling i mean whether it's fathers or mothers skin to skin uh, or kangaroo care as you called it i think it's it's one of the most incredible things and we are immensely grateful that we discovered baby wearing uh, as soon as we did i think it was one of the best things in raising neil and you know these different parenting styles and what we know <clears throat> maybe from maybe you might have heard it from a friend or from a doctor on different ways of you know engaging with your baby. be interacting with your baby i yeah. think it just uh, it's it's an evolving thing and as we you know as more parents as more we get new parents in this space we just learn a lot 
more different things and there'll be more openness to even discussing on these because if i actually think about this amongst fathers now you know yeah. i'm just moving on to the next question that sure. amongst fathers how much of a conversation really happens when it's you know how i took care of my baby or things to keep in mind when fathers get together are, are these conversations that really happen so you know uh, it's a very difficult thing to genuinely explain because you know from our personal experience we realize that unless you have have a friend an existing friend who has a baby who is around the same age as your child you genuinely have no common ground you know your friends who are maybe the same age as you but who don't have kids or who have older kids just cannot relate with where you are at so it's 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 a fairly isolating thing at times so what you need to do is you need to develop new friendships you need to cultivate a new friends uh, find other parents who are uh, having a child around the same age of you, as yours and then you will see that there are so many things that you can talk about i mean we discovered this uh, a little later of course when neil kind of grew a little older and he started going to montessori we found parents over there whom we could connect with with relate with who had the same kind of philosophies as we did and then of course whenever we meet them there's so much that we can talk about you know whether it's the fathers talking to each other or of course the mothers talking to each other there's a lot more to talk about i mean it's not just that i mean even when i speak with some of the mothers who i meet say who've come to pick up uh, their kids there's there's a fair amount of conversations that you can have because they are exactly in the same space that you are so you got to realize that your old friends they still love you and they care about you but they cannot relate so don't feel bad if they don't ask you the relevant questions or they cannot empathize with you because it's just not possible like how do you explain the taste of a banana to somebody who's never even seen a banana right it's as simple as that or choose any other fruit or any other food item that you want to but the point is that it's that difficult for non parents to understand your situation so i think um, you do have conversations but you will have conversations about parenting about different things that you're going through only with people who can relate with it amir uh, sort of you know agree with you on this and uh, you can't just you can't have all- all conversations with one person so we do understand that when we're even talking to we're talking to a fellow father there might be a difference in opinion there will also be considering that what age your kid is yeah. of at that point of time as we've spoken we've had this whole conversation about your journey as a father and the different parenting styles but right. to finally end with what would your advice be to expecting fathers or new fathers on adapting to the new parenting styles and taking care of your newborn i think one of the biggest things that i can tell any father is that you have one partner in this and that is your wife it is your job it is your biggest responsibility to make sure that she feels supported it's a very very difficult situation for women who suddenly have to become mothers one day they are not mothers and the day their child is born they are mothers and they have responsibility in a manner of speaking for the rest of their life and it's a it's a huge it's a daunting thing so the one thing that fathers can do to begin with is to sort of ease the burden that mothers feel when they have a baby and you know she is your partner she is your friend support her do research together understand how you want to raise your child and then support her even if it means you have to oppose your own parents or her parents or the rest of the world because you know the most important person for you after the baby itself who is born obviously feel a ton of love for them i mean i think the more important person for you even more than the baby is actually your wife so you know you got to support her as much as you can uh, you know give her attention and care and simple things like you know making sure like i i mean i was joking i wasn't joking about earlier when i said that food and water is something as 
you know essential as it can possibly be for a breastfeeding mother i think that's another thing that i want to really really focus on and and tell uh, fathers that to support your wife's breastfeeding journey is the biggest thing that you can do every woman has different ambitions for her breastfeeding journey maybe some of them want to do it for 6 months and they want to go to work after that and they want to continue to maybe pump and feed their child maybe they want to give them formula whatever it is the point is every mother has their plan and it's your responsibility to support that plan and give them complete faith in knowing that okay if nobody else gets it you do and you're going to be supporting them like for instance with us it was it was very clear like i knew that my my wife wanted to breastfeed exclusively for 6 weeks for 6 months and continue doing that and it will be a baby led weaning where our son will eventually tell okay now i'm done thank you very much now i'm not going to have any more milk but till then we are happy to keep that going and it it takes a lot of effort to make that happen you know whether it's at home whether it's in public whether it's anywhere else you need to be the biggest pillar of support for your wife and i think that's the biggest uh, bit of advice that i can give you and like i said don't be in a bubble don't say things like oh this is her job nothing is her job everything is your job and her job it's together i mean you work on this together and the final bit of advice is baby wearing just get into it like i cannot mm-hmm. stress enough stress of enough. how important that is yeah absolutely and i think it's just better when we have that open communication you know within with the mother and father when they talk things through and i'm sure the way you've described your journey and everything that you have gone through and are still you know a part of it's also important that when you hit that sort of bump and you talk it through so that yeah. it's just better to navigate through the whole thing and reading is essentially important like we stressed your reading extremely and yeah Yeah. yeah and reading and also you know references even now with social media being such a strong space uh while not taking everything that it says but we have Correct. a lot of uh, doctors on as influencers who are taking Correct. this space and who are addressing all this so Correct. i think even that's important to just wherever you get the information from and then coming home and actually discussing and talking it through you know I, I, before we wrap up i, I want to give a shout out to uh, one group which kind of helped us and which has been a massive support for for thousands of mothers in our country see i, I mean we uh, you know i've spoken quite eloquently about how we felt about breastfeeding and and everything and that's some that's one of the most important aspects of uh, raising a newborn especially and it is a difficult thing it's not something that you just automatically understand how to do i mean even if it seems like you know your parents say that are ye to itne saalon se log karte aa rahe what's to learn in this automatically you take your baby and they'll know how what to do but there are a lot of complications there are a lot of things that are happening which need answers and just instead of just trying to figure it out there are enough support groups like you were just saying there's enough stuff on social media right now which is genuinely helping mothers i'm not saying confusing mothers even more but genuinely helping and we found a group called bsim which is breastfeeding support for indian mothers which was tremendously helpful to neha and i've literally recommended it to every friend who's had a baby in the last 3 years you know ever since we discovered the group we've been evangelists and we've been telling people join it because everything that you think you have a question about another mother has already asked it and that has been answered in the group you'll find answers you'll be able to get all the answers in one place uh, about simple things that are bothering you and that's and that's so important that you just said that you know you join this group and you will find all the questions that probably you wanted to ask but somebody has already asked that question exactly. and that just makes us feel that you know we're no not question alone. that yeah, yeah we're not alone and no questions like a stupid question you know we have to 
those concerns exactly and there exactly are facebook groups it's on instagram and we can actually reach out and even in comment sections when we see such concerns yeah. and that could just lead to creation of another group and Correct. you might find people living close by and from online setting you can actually move on to your, even an offline in person meeting. absolutely yeah. absolutely no and i'm telling you it it is such a massive help when you find people like you know you may think that are this is such a silly question and you see that that same silly question has been asked by 30 other women and there have been legitimate answers given and these these groups are not ad hoc groups you know they are not like time pass you know chalo just because i felt like doing it there are people who are administering the group who are moderators over there who are lactation consultants there are doctors there are people giving legitimate good advice there are brands getting affiliated because they know that these groups are good there are you know this group that i specifically spoke about is actually given a grant by facebook because they see the value of teaching mothers about breastfeeding and you know supporting them with all these uh, queries and everything so i think nature there are enough content. exactly yeah. the nature of content is so legitimate and so well done that it's not some random group you know and especially in a, in a, on a topic like breastfeeding you want to join a um, a secure group where you feel safe that you know all the people in the group are good judgment people judgment free zone judgment free zone and more importantly everybody who's joined the group has been vetted by uh, the administrators and moderate moderators of the group there are no random uh, you know lechery kind of guys who've joined the group because the group is about bre- you know first thing is normalizing the word breastfeeding i think the yes. the moment the normal janta hears the word breast anywhere their brain start working in a different way and i think that needs to be normalized people need to start talking about breastfeeding normally uh, uh, you know talk to their parents talk to their children don't be embarrassed say, oh i have to go and feed him no say you have to breastfeed because the moment you normalize it it doesn't become weird and taboo if your child needs to be fed out in public child is not planning out he doesn't know where you've gone she doesn't know where you've gone you're in public but the child is hungry you know what to tell the child hey you know what why don't you chill for about 45 minutes or an hour we are anyway going to get into the car then i'll feed you no you got to open your minds first and then automatically through your conversations you're going to start opening the minds of people around you as well where you know you will find that yes it is okay to feed my child in public because that's normal that's the normal way of living and even that confidence to do that you get when you hear other mothers talking about their experience when you hear other people talking about their experiences so yes it's important to be in a community where your feelings your thoughts your philosophies that you want to raise your child with are validated and embraced by others maybe you've got something different that you want to do as well but there's nobody judging you and saying hey why are you doing that that's not right you know they if if, if it is genuinely wrong for your child they may give you an advice and say that you know what maybe that's not good for your child and then you can decide to take it but the point is you at least have a group of peers and friends and people who genuinely seem to care about you which is such a difficult thing to find when you've become new parents like your friends don't understand mm-hmm. it but at least here you find mm-hmm. a found a community which understands it absolutely and when we say newborn when we talk about newborn awareness and this whole conversation that we're having today or for the fact that there is something called a newborn awareness week it's Correct. not just awareness between it's not just awareness of the mother or the father but it's also the community like you rightly pointed out correct and uh, you know on this note i think we've had a very engaging conversation with you mehir so thank you so much for joining the spag dialogue podcast and for sharing your story firstly and also being like this guiding light for all the you know expecting and new fathers out there and uh, for all our listeners this was me joshi and i'm neha chandra and you're listening to spag dialogue thank you for listening 
If you'd like to tune in to more such conversations, subscribe to the SPAG Dialogue podcast or visit our website spagdialogue.com.